0: Martha, yeah. If you'll turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 again. If the if the series on Hebrews has taught me anything, it's taught me not to be in a hurry. Um, the book of Hebrews points to two, so many things throughout the Word of God. So, it's such an uh, encapsulation of truth that sometimes we... You know, sometimes we read the Word of God too quickly. And we don't meditate and consider... Uh, what it's saying and what it says about the same subjects in other places. So we need to uh, it's good to read the word of God but it's better to meditate and study it and see what God is wanting to say. Blessed be his name. So Hebrews 12 verse 14 Pursue Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one can see the Lord. Last week we just looked at some of these, broke down some of these words, and pursue means to seek after eagerly, earnestly. Endeavor to acquire, to run swiftly in order to catch. And the Lord gave me a word picture there. Was the, I thought of uh, a lion or uh, a cheetah running after prey, pursuing after prey. And when they do that, it's not because they need some exercise. It's not because it's just something they do. It's life and death to them. When we are we pursuing God? like it's life and death to us? Or is it just, well, maybe a good thing to do. No, we said pursue peace and holiness like your life depends upon it. Because it does. Not only your spiritual life, but your physical life. Because the word of God quickens your mortal life. Bodies, makes them alive. The word of God keeps us alive. Well, if we apply it in our lives, our lives are changed. How many how many his lives have been changed by the word of God? Well, applying his principles, applying his, uh, his laws... See, this because we're under a New Covenant relationship doesn't mean the Old Covenant isn't applicable. All the Ten Commandments are still in, in practice, and in, in vogue. It's still, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery. Those are all still New, Tens- new Testament principles. because the Lord Jesus said he didn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And we're to fulfill what he has laid out to us. He said to pursue peace denotes a state of rest and quietness. How many know that because it's his peace, he says, I'll give you my peace, not the peace the world gives you, which is circumstantial, But I give you peace that no matter what's going on, you can still rest in my peace. Because my peace is supernatural and it's not circumstantial. It's because of who I am, because I am the Prince of Peace. I am Jehovah Shalom, Lord God of Covenant Peace. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life, I'm still at peace. And if you'll lay hold of me, you'll be in peace. Well, again, our lives are a, are a whole string of choices. I say it all the time. We are the, the sum total of all the choices we have made throughout our lives. Our lives right now are been built upon the choices we have made. The Lord says, choose me. That's all the choices are, in all that you do, all the choices you make, choose what is like me. Choose holiness, choose sanctification. Peace with all people. Are you sure you mean all people, God? You know, there are some people we can be at peace with, And then there's others, oh, Lord. Maybe you don't have any of those. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some people shook their head very, "Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, whether you want to admit it or not, there are some people that seem to be at war with you, and you can choose not to be at war with them. We're going to let the, his peace rest in you. A soft answer turns away wrath. Our problems is our, our answers are very soft a lot of times. Well, pastor, when I'm attacked, I'm going to re- respond back. Well, that's what a carnal man does. But you're not of the flesh. You're of the spirit. And I know, Lord, you're... you're Pastor, you're talking mission impossible. No, I'm talking about mission God. Let him be the one that fights your battles. He said, I will be your defense. I will be your stay. I'm getting ahead of myself. but His holiness, his consecration, his sanctification. But this last portion, without which no one shall see, The Greek word there means to allow oneself to be seen, to appear. No one shall see the Lord. Without walking in holiness and in peace, we can't see him. He says, I will not draw iniquity to my bosom. Unless we walk in his nature, we won't see his nature. Well, this side didn't really like that. I'm going to tell you this side. If we don't walk in his nature, he won't appear to us. He won't reveal himself to us. Well, Pastor, the proportion that you are walking in that is the proportion that he reveals himself to you. Amen, Brother Chuck. Thank you. Psalm 34. Psalm 34, starting at verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name together. We did that this morning. we exalted his name. I sought the Lord I sought the lord I looked carefully uh, i re- uh, I required that i ran after him i i res- Uh, That resorted. It's an old English word. Means continue, or it really also means a choice. I chose to go after him. I sought the Lord. How many times have we sought the Lord, or have we sought our own thinking? And then when our own thinking didn't work, then we turned to the Lord. Well, I'm trying to give you a a new vista, a new approach, a new vision of him because he's so willing to be seen of you, so willing to be manifest in your life. And we're the ones that put the cork on it. God help us. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears, all my terrors. I sought the Lord. The uh, the word Lord there is Jehovah. And in Exodus chapter 3, the Lord came to Moses. For all Moses had known of Him before, and all the people of Israel had known the Lord. He had only revealed Himself as Elohim, the Creator, the all, uh, Almighty God, and His in His relationship. But He said, "Who?" Moses asked. Said, "Who shall I say?" Sent me. He said, I am that I am. Okay, what does that mean? But he knew exactly what it meant. Because the term Jehovah means the God who is, who was, and is the coming one. The ever existing God. The mar- my margin says, He will be whatever He desires to be. That's Jehovah. We sought the Lord. We sought the, the, this Almighty One. We sought this One that will be whatever we need Him to be at this instant. He's not a God afar of off. He, in fact, said, I will be whatever you need me to be. Is there anybody else that needs Him to be something to you besides me? Well, got a few honest people. I always need him. There's not a day that I don't need him. I invite him every day saying, Lord, you come and direct my steps. You come and fill in the voids. You come and be what only you can be to me. I look for you. Do you look for him in things that happen? Or are you just, well, that's just happenstance. There are no accidents for children of God. It just, there's no, it just happened, or it just, you know, just coincidence or whatever. Steps of a righteous man are what? Ordered. Ordered, Ordered by the Lord. If we're, well, that sounds a little harsh, Lord. But if we're in a confused state, that's because someplace along the line we stop listening to his orders. Didn't get amen one there. But it's still the truth. I will still keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed, fixed, unchangeable on me. So he, the Lord came and said to Moses and, and John in the book of Revelation picked up that same thing so he's saying that the God of Jehovah in the Old Testament, the I am that I am is the same God that we see in the book of Revelation chapter 1 and says who is and was His end is to come. God does not change. He's forever the same. What we see him doing in the Old Testament, what we see him doing in the New Testament, is the same God that's doing, if I can say it that way, is doing right now. Hallelujah. That should be some good news for you. He hasn't changed his name, hasn't changed his thrust. He's still looking for a people for his namesake, a people that he can indwell in, a people that can exhibit his very nature and purpose in the earth. He's still looking for a people to do that. And if we will submit to that, we are those people. We are the people. Let's continue verse 5. I looked unto him, or they looked unto him, and were lightened, or made radiant. The Lord is the light of my life, in whom I will not be made ashamed. He desires us to be radiant, to shine forth in the very presence of himself. The Holy Spirit within us desires to express himself to a dark world you carry the light of the glorious gospel within you in a very dark world I've told you this many times before but you are probably uh, maybe one of the few people that your fellow workers or parts of the family and so forth that they know knows how to get a hold of God Well, how do they know that? Because there's a a light of His presence of God radiating from you. Well, when they need to get a hold of God, who do they call? Well, blessed be His name. Let's continue. They looked unto him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed, were not embarrassed, were not humiliated. Verse 6. The poor man cried unto the Lord, and he heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. This should be good news to you people. It's good news to me. I, I read this this morning and was weeping through most of it. And is thanking God that this poor man, and don't necessarily think it's necessarily poor and monetary. As Jesus said on the uh, in, during the, uh, Matthew five, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." Better translation of that is, "Blessed are those who, kn- who know their need for God." How many know you need God then we're poor in spirit we know we know we don't have enough of who he is well I walk with him but the more I walk with him the more I need to know I need more of him I want more of him I want an insatiable appetite for him. Because he is the light of my life. Blessed be his name. The poor man cried unto the Lord and he heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord is encamped round about them that fear him, that hold him in reverence and deliver them, who rescues them, who pulls them out, and sets them free. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good and pleasant or agreeable. Blessed is a man who trusts, who seeks refuge, flees for protections and trust in him. And is confident and has his hope in him. Where's your hope? Where's your confidence? Is it in your own ability? That will fail you. My hope is in the Lord who never fails. Never fails. Blessed be his name. Let's continue. Verse 10, the young lions do lack, do suffer lack, and suffer hunger, but they that seek, same word that is in verse 4, to seek carefully after, who seek the Lord shall not want, not decrease or be lacking any good thing. Come, you children, hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear, the respect, the reverence of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and love of many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile or deceit or treachery. Be careful what you say. the man and woman of God, what they speak can either be creative or destructive. Well, you can either speak life or death. James tells us that. What are we speaking? I could be mean and say, What's really in your out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. What does your mouth speak when you're agitated? Is it life or death? But Pastor, I'm I'm mad about that. I'm angry. Yeah. I understand that. But what comes out of your heart? Does your anger heal the situation? Or does the peace that flows out heal the situation? Well, you're talking about something impossible. Now, the last time I checked, there's nothing too hard with God. It's our choice to be angry and a express ourselves. Let our anger fly and don't care how injurious the words are. Is that speaking life or death? That's why he says be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Think about what you said. Go back and pull those words back, apologize, or ask forgiveness for what you've said. All of us have said things we'd like to retract, swallow. Said, Not, you know. But a true person of God will, in fact, realize that and go repent first to God, because he's the one you offended first, and then the person that, the natural person, because if you don't, you and they are carrying unforgiveness and that will lead to a root of bitterness which will destroy you. Amen Brother Chuck. Well, thank you Lord. Maybe I better just rush through the rest of this no what man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile depart from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it run after it blessed Jesus the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry, their cry for help. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, and cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Oh God. The Lord the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and deliver them from all their Troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saves them that are of a contrite or a crushed, a crushed spirit. Many are the afflictions or the distresses of the righteous. But the Lord, the I will be whatever you need me to be, delivers them. Out of them all. Well, blessed be His name, In Deuteronomy 39 19. I call heaven and earth witness today against you. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. They both hear, now listen to this. If for no, no other reason you ought to do it for this next clause. That both you and your descendants may live. Let me go ahead and meddle some more. I've already gotten in that mode, so I'm going to meddle some more. Is there a difference from what, from what you say and what you do in your life? Your children, parents, your children will see the difference if you say one thing and do something else. That's called hypocrisy. And by the way, which way do you think they will follow? That's one of those sea law things. Pause and consider this. The ways of the Lord are caught more than they are taught. If you walking before the Lord, if they see you spending time with the Lord, see you t- praying and walking in the things and the, uh, the promises of the Lord, laying hold of his promises, laying, believing and trusting God for things, that will become natural to them. Well, see, we're to become spiritually natural or naturally spiritual. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. See, one of the things, I caught a a love for God's word because of my dad. Seeing him spend hours after hours after hours in his study going over the Word of God, dissecting the Word of God, devouring the Word of God. So it became, if you'll excuse me, very natural for me to honor and want to know who He is. Understand what I'm saying? I caught a love for God's Word from my dad. And by the way, it's not fatal. In fact, it brings life. Just the opposite. So the way you serve the Lord and the way that you honor the Lord in all likelihood is how your children will. And I trust the Lord. My children will take it to another level, a higher level. Can you understand what I'm saying? Blessed be his holy name. Let's continue. You notice here in Deuteronomy, they said choose, make a choice. Our lives, again, are a a sum and total of all that we have chosen. Joshua 14, uh, 24, uh, 15 says... If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. By the way, I think we do that every day. We choose who we're going to serve every day. Blessed be his name. Whether the gods of your father's that your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, we looked at this last week, the sayers, the boasters, the self-centered. We went over the fact that we're such a me generation, something egocentric generation, which is totally opposite of being crystal-centric, which is our center is on Christ. Again, we have a choice to be our life centered on the Lord Jesus Christ or our life centered on the things of this world. See, this, this me generation is not new. We, those that are old enough to know that we went through this through the 60s and 70s. This is nothing new under the sun. It's just the same old debauchery playing over and over and over again. We think we found something new when we got, you know, we got the selfies and all that sort of stuff. We didn't have selfies or in the '60s and '70s, but we were very much. It's all about me. If it feels good, do it. And it came close to destroying. Well, it did destroy a whole lot of the morals of this this country. That started the downturn and the the, the raising up of the debauchery as being the thing to do. It affected a whole next, actually, next two uh, two generations that continue to flow in that same me-centered lifestyle. We can choose to serve the gods of this world that we live in, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We have that written on a plaque on our back door that goes between the house and the garage and every time we open that door we see that decision that was made and a reminder of who you're going to serve who you're going to serve every time you walk out of your house i'll guarantee you There will be things during that day at work or wherever that you will have to choose. Choose to not partake of the off-colored language, off-colored jokes, all those sort of things. Choose not to flip onto a porn site Choose, ladies, not to go out and fashion yourself after the world. Choose not to raise your children up according to the standard of the world. We choose every day. We choose every day. Blessed be his name. But in opposition to that, Romans 13:14 says, we we'll put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision, make no forethought. Make no forethought for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Let me just be downright plain here. No, no affair ever happened instantaneously. There was a forethought. Well, there was a planning set in motion. There was a looking. That's a really hard uh, illustration, but all of us, Word of God tells us that sin is first conceived in the mind. There is forethought to it. I'm not buying the excuse. Well, it just happened. No, there was forethought. Any sin that happens in your life is because you began to think about it before it happened. You were open to it. Amen? Blessed be his name. Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Here's the anecdote for the problem before. If you hide his word in your heart, then you'll make no provision for the flesh. Well... Romans chapter 6. Well, I may just... You've got those verses here. Let me go to Colossians chapter 3. Starting in verse 1. If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Romans 6 and 8 tell you how to be, uh, get into Christ. So if you're in Christ, and if you're with, baptized into Christ, and then it, with your, his death, burial, and resurrection, you're made one with him in his death. And we're made also one with him in his resurrection. Amen. Hallelujah. He doesn't leave us dead, he raises us up even as so we can walk in newness of life. How many wouldn't? Well, I won't ask for to sign. We only have two choices. Continue to walk in the old lifestyle or to walk in that which is new. And see, well, I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I'm, I've got, I've put everything, every, every bit of energy I have in toward that. That's the problem. You can't do it of yourself, in and of yourself. He has to do it. We have to make the choice to say, Lord, you come and show me what is unpleasing to you. The old man has been dealt with in the waters of baptism. He's dead and buried. He no longer has ability to rule and reign over my life. But there are still things within my life that are not pleasing to you. God give me the grace, give me the, the mercy to come and deal with those things. Every situation we've been, every hurtful thing came about because someone sinned and brought it about. Someone molested, someone mistreated. It was all, and see, and we have a choice to rather to give that to God or let it plague us all the rest of our life. It's our choice. It's like Pharaoh with the, you know, the frogs. Moses said, when do you want the frogs to go? Well, tomorrow morning. I'll sleep another night with them. Why? Why would you put up another night with the torture of those things that somebody... Perpetrated on you, you perpetrated upon yourself, whatever the case may be. The last time, time I checked, God is fully able to forgive you of your sins and rid you of your guilt. But the accuser of the brethren keeps reminding you of what you were, and the key word is were. What is now is you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You've been buried with him, you've been raised up in his newness of life, and you are not what you used to be. Well, and don't accept the lie of the devil that says you still are. Does the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse us from all unrighteousness? What part of all don't you understand? All includes even those things that you participated in that were ungodly and purposed in your own heart to do them. You, did, you relished it. You did it with, with gusto. But then God came and said, Son, daughter, this is not pleasing to me. What are you going to do about it? If we're smart, we make a choice and say, cleanse me, God. Deliver me, Lord. I trust in you more than I trust in that sin. And your blood cleanses me. I am set set free by the blood of the Lamb free from that guilt, free from that sin, free from all that ramifications of that sin. It's no longer part of me. I don't have to pay homage to it. I pay homage to my Lord Jesus Christ who is my deliverer. And part of I can do all things through Christ is I can lay and forget, lay down, and forget my past. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Too many times we're carrying around things from the past that God has no idea what you're talking about. I did that. Well, I don't have any record of that. Why are you still believing that you have that held against you? Why are you elevating yourself above the blood of Jesus Christ? who cleansed you from all unrighteousness. You are no longer guilty. Why do you feel that way? Because I've been accused of it. Shut the mouth of the accuser. Cast him down in the name of Jesus Christ. My God, why are you sleeping with the frogs? Jesus, help us. We're risen with Christ. Seek those things. Again, it's a decision. Seek those things. It's an imperative there. You do it. It's a command. Seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. He sits in a place of victory. And we're invited to sit there with Him. To so the church... One of the churches in uh, Revelation says, To him that overcometh will I grant to to sit with me, sit with me, sit with me in my throne. Well, that's where we're destined to be. And it's your choice whether you'll be there or not. I know I'm harping on this a lot, but it's, it's up to you. God's done what He needs to do for you. Now, you need to walk in it. He's given you victory over sin, sickness, and death. What other authority do you need? You have that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why do you accept anything less than that? Well... Well, pastor, that sounds good in theory. It's not theory, it's reality. It is written. Either you believe what God said or you don't. Set your affections, here we are, on things above, not on things of the earth. Where are you setting your mind? Are you setting your things on... That which will further your relationship with God or things that will lessen your relationship with God? Are you setting your mind mind on people that you know will uh, help uh, encourage you and strengthen you in the Lord? Or are you going for for ones that will pull you down and separate you from your Lord? We have to choose our friends wisely. Wisely. Well, bless you, Lord. For if we are dead and your life is hid, it's completely uh, covered over with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, shall be manifested, then we shall appear with him in glory. His desire is to share his glory with us. Well, that's what the old testament is to talk about being radiant. Moses came down from the mount with his face radiant from being in God's presence. We may not glow in the dark, but we can still our spirits can be radiant. Well Mortify, put to death. Therefore your members which are upon this earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, incupiscence, whatever, which means lust, craving, um, desire for that which is forbidden. How many know when you were raising your kids, a way to guarantee for them to do something was to tell them not to? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, come on, I, I know better than... no, I didn't do that. I've lived I mean I, I've known t- too many of you for so long. I know that's not true. I won't go there. I't. I've got too many examples floating through my head that I know. What causes us to go against what we know what's been forbidden? Well, it started with Adam and Eve. You can partake of all the trees besides the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And Satan has changed his ways since then. It worked then. He figures it works now. He's not very inventive. doing the same thing. I can remember things with my children, telling them not to do something, and then being surprised that they did it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I thought if I'd said it, that, was, that settled it. How naive was I? And Guido and I still think that if we tell our kids something, that's what they're going to do. Doesn't happen. That's true. It is. See, I got, see these gray hairs? He gave me about two-thirds of them. (laughs) And Christy gave me a third, and Charlotte gave me another third. So that's more than a whole. I tell you. What's the reality, though? The very... Even with the nature of, the sin nature dealt with within us, we still have a mind that wants to... That's why our minds have to be renewed. That's where our minds have to be released. So we no longer think like the old nature. It has to be renewed by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. So we will manifest His presence, His purpose in and through our lives and have only one purpose. Lord, I live to worship you. I live to honor you. I live to manifest your very presence in the midst of darkness. Holy One, we bless you. In 1 John two fifteen. I'll read this and settle down here. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Got to make a choice. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, that's that's the three things that Satan did with Eve, is not of the Father, but of the world. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, every mother and father needs to declare that over their house. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't... It would be a good thing to say every day, Lord, for this house, we will choose to serve you. And I'm the first one that's going to manifest it. I choose to serve you. And the way you walk, your children, if you walk faithfully, without hypocrisy, they will lead that way. They've got to make their own decisions. But if they have ones that is going and leading on before it in the ways of the Lord, most of them will follow on behind. Okay? Everybody still love me? That was weak. Let's stand, please. Choose life. Choose life. Choose the ways of the Lord. Choose righteousness, sanctification. Pursue it. Run after it like it's a, your, your only source of life because it is. Your life depends upon it. Your spiritual life, and if all truth be known, your natural life. You know how you're promised a long life? is by seeking the Lord. Seeking the Lord. Father, we just pray that you seal these words to our hearts. Strengthen us, my God. Let your name, my God, truly be glorified. And Lord, I ask you even now that you search our hearts. See if there be any wicked ways, any careless, thoughtless ways, my God ways of the, of the world that have uh, crept in, my God and in, uh, encapsulated and captured us, my God Ex- Lord, we give you permission even now to uh, come and expose those things in our lives so Lord, you can deal with them Lord, it can't be our initiative, it can't be our, uh, or it can't be our, our uh, self-sufficiency that, and our willpower to, to get rid of those things, my God that'll never work it's only by your grace and by your forgiveness and by your power, my God, in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, we just come against all those things, my God, that would try to steal and destroy your life within this precious people. Amen. We bind the powers of the enemy, the deceptions, my God, the, the inordinate desires, my Father, the, 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 the words of hurtfulness within their mouths, my God. Come, my Holy One, convict and convince and deliver from those things for your name's sake and for your kingdom's sake, my God, that all my God we come and pursue peace and holiness within you and for you and through you. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? amen? Lord bless you.